Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is your next car? I want it to be a Tesla. Sorry, I'm yeah. totally jumping in here because I just had this conversation with my wife today. That's I want it to be a Tesla. Not just a Tesla car, I want the SUV. She, mm-hmm. I want Ooh. the Tesla SUV at the price of the Tesla sedan. Uh, <laughs> that would be perfect. No, because see, my wife, my wife wants a, you know, okay. I, I think this is on everyone's mind, right? With, with gas prices up the way they are. Yes, it's like absolutely. Hybrid, yo. Um, no, see the thing is the only thing I'm wondering is because I mean, but you have you like you have a house, so you can actually build in your plug, right? Yes. Um, that's that's a different story because oh right, right, we, right. like our, our I'm not sure about Dre's, but like our apartment in particular doesn't have any of the the plugs. Mm-hmm. So no, mine's from the is, '70s, so yeah, it oh, doesn't yeah, have anything there you like go. that. But I know you guys are renovating eventually like eventually i think they're going to do it and i think that's the same thing for ours but there is a charging station outside of sherway gardens and i see people kind of just sit in there like yeah. they yeah. go charge and what are you going to do right it's not like you're close to home or like you don't want to leave your car unprotected i don't know like it's just you got to stay there for like 45 minutes every time you need to charge your car like I, I know that's the, the inconvenience kind of sucks now, but you're still like, you don't need to use gas and, and it's probably, it's literally your, your free charging your car. But like, that's, that's a long time to chill. That's, you know what that is? That's enough time to record a podcast from the it comfort is. of your car. Oh, which none of us are doing, but let's pretend that's anyway. true. <laughs> I wonder if I could ever set that up though. If I could like do an actual XLR cable into like my Tesla. Hey, I'm trying to charge my car. So let me waste any electricity that I might have by recording a pod while it's charging. Hey, did you know that like I'm I'm obviously new to this, but like did you know that in the Tesla, like, you know, they, they have this every every car now has like a giant touchscreen. But in Tesla you can like um do fart noises like on certain As, oh, No, I know that you can change the, the honk to whatever you want. I, like I think there's can, also a feature where, like, you know, let's say the, the 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 person sitting in the passenger seat behind the driver, you you set it up so that their 
they make a fart noise out of their seat or something like that. Really? That's interesting. It's, you know, <laughs> it's not it's nothing like revolutionary. It's just no. kind of childish, if anything. But it's, I mean, I thought, what I thought if that's going to wear out same. so quickly? It would, totally. <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine. I think, yeah. Like you know, we spent so much money on this car. Check out what it could do. <laughs> two, two days, two days from now, it's gonna be like, Michael, I'm sick of this. I want a divorce. Yeah, this is that's the cucaracha <laughs> of uh, car horns right there. Yeah, that, I was just gonna say, isn't this like that that Homer car that his brother, his Danny DeVito brother, built? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just like Jason just Phillips, you can. What's the name of the car? What was the name of the car? Oh, I don't uh, remember. But, oh my Jason, god! You know, oh my, oh just, my god! Just because um, you can't, isn't it just a Homer? No, is it? I don't. Oh, every isn't it like the car of the future or something? No. Anyway, I, I don't want to Google this. I don't want. I to. have but to. No, the whole thing the is just because you can doesn't mean that you should, and there should yeah. still be some business <laughs> acumen attached it is, to what you're building. It is called a Homer. It, uh, yeah, there you go. It okay. Is okay. Yeah. yeah, I, I know. I know. Like a, t- a couple of things about the Simpsons. Not much, nice. but a couple. Nice. Well done. Well done. Okay. Well, we're trying not to be homers right here, but like the Raptors did just win against the Washington Wizards. Wizards. We are Thank recording God. this literally minutes after the Washington Wizards or the Raptors faced the Washington Wizards. And as Jay pointed out, the Wizards have never won against the Raptors in two home straight games. Or wait. You know what, Jay? You explain it better, can you? In in the same regular season, the Wizards Thank have you. never beaten the Raptors in two home games. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, well, not that was even as the Bullets. So that's okay. twenty six years worth of facing them, right? It's yeah. they've never they they'll take they, maybe they'll take one in Skydome, Scotiabank Arena, Maple Leaf Gardens, whatever. Maybe. But they'll never take two in the same regular season. And I know what you guys are thinking. But they specifically, we all specifically said regular season for yeah, a reason. Yeah, let's not let's not hash that. Let's not no, hash that. Not, not hash that. Okay. This was a good win, that. man. This is yeah. This, it there's was. no time for negativity. This is like, like, and there was no doubt, right? Like, like this was a great win from start to from, finish, from the jump. It was like I think the Raptors were up by the largest margin was twenty five, I believe, and the closest that the Wizards have ever gotten back was like a about 14 like it didn't crack the um yeah they never got back to single digits yeah exactly so it was a very convincing win and with the rivers playing it back to back tomorrow uh they west on cell jr is it west on cell jr right it's west on cell jr yeah thank you okay so west on cell jr decided to pull a plug at like you know the 345 mark and i think uh nurse did the same thing and i i wanted to point out point this out as well I, I think I said it on Twitter that I, this is the most I've seen Nick Nurse not in like a full squat because it's whenever the Raptors are in like, you know, in the ruts and there's no chemistry or anything, you see Nick Nurse in like that full Asian squat. None of that. It was a very chill and calm Sunday night basketball game by the Toronto Raptors. The bench, uh, Pascal Siakam was on fuego. On fuego. He, I know that he he cooled off a little bit in the second half, but like 31 points, 6 rebounds, 4 mm-hmm. assists, 36 minutes. I love the fact that only Fred played 33 minutes. Gary Trent only played 30 minutes. Like This was a very well-deserved win by the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, and I, I would like it's it's needed too because we're in a stretch of the season where non in addition to being at home for a majority of december it's a time when they're trying to get back to full health right where the the yeah. team is waiting around for og to come back 
Um, we, we got a few more details earlier this week on how he got injured. Apparently, when they were in Portland during that road trip, uh, he bumped into a teammate and that's how he injured his hip. Uh, again, we're hoping that this is one of those things where, you know, just he just needs a bit more time. And time mm-hmm. is actually what is being afforded to the Raptors. Like in addition, again, to to them being home for the next little while, they don't play again till Wednesday. And then after that, it's Friday and that's it. Like that's it for the whole for the next seven days is two games. Yeah. So that's it's not a bad and time to and they're at home. And I think it's it's also good because a win like this is always needed, but especially yeah. now when you know, you've got Fred Van Vliet as the league leader in minutes by like a lot, like a full minute and a half, I think it is, more than Jason Tatum, who's in second. Like, this is a yeah, great game cor- all the way around. Career high in, in minutes played for uh, Fred at 38.3. And that's Oof. that's a lot. That's, a, well, two minutes more than his regular uh, or his last season with 36.5. But 38.3, that's a lot and of like, miles. We love Fred Van Fleet and he's a fantastic player. But is he, the type of, is he the type of person where that kind of weight makes sense? I don't know because he's not like a Durant. Uh, Tatum is a good example. And I also feel like the Raptors as a whole are maybe a little more thorough than what we've seen with uh, this all oh, the celtics are, are clicking a little better but um still that's a lot of weight and pressure on a guy who just mm-hmm. became the primary playmaker and is also trying to figure it out himself but i feel like he's doing a really good job but it's just, it's just uh, it's it's a bit of an odd stat i've got to say i i also think and and you know don't get me wrong i, I feel like M- nba players in general are so uh, they're like specimens. They they have such uh, they're such you know perfect bodies to play this <laughs> basketball game. They're Olympians, basically. Uh, but I just feel like for Fred, uh, he even said it in like a post game. I, I think he um, someone asked him about his minutes, and they're like, "Listen, I've uh, this is the most I've played," and and he feels okay. And the thing is, I also feel like it. You got to kind of take into consideration that he's a smaller player you know like than most of the the nba so it's even it's it's impressive in many different facets because one he's a smaller player so he doesn't have a lot to lug around for 30 minutes like he's not Jokic who will like run out of steam after a couple of times back and forth on the court but but fred also like the fact that he's so small he still has to be out there for an average of 38.3 minutes not only be not because of his stature as a human body against these nba players but because of how what he does as a leader you know like he i i know that there was one point in time during the this wizards game where he uh where presses achua tapped the rebound and offensive room to himself Gafford closes him out at three-point line. He pressures basically blows past him and he dunks the ball. And Fred was there just yelling, like screaming like heck, yeah, for for precious. And that's the type of leadership that I love what Fred brings. I know 38 minutes is a lot, but sometimes you just need him on the floor. I think he's fully taken over too, as that, you know, we we've said this before on this pod, how he's taken over the mantle as the leader after Kyle Lowry left. But I, I think the importance of that also lies in how he gets to how he makes an impact on the game. I know with Lowry it was okay, he'll he'll provide a timely charge when when it's needed or a deflection yeah. or a key three. For Van Vliet, I'm finding it's happening uh a lot of the times on the offensive end, right? Like, you know, you mentioned already that Siakam was was on fire in the beginning of the game. And 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 you know offensively Fred didn't have much, right? He had 10 points by the end of the game, but those 
points, especially in the fourth quarter, he he knows when the team needs a bucket and he's there to give mm-hmm. it. And if if Siakam starts to miss a couple of buckets uh, shots in the, the third quarter, there's there's Fred Van Vliet, right? Um, hitting a, a key three-pointer to kind of stem the tide and make sure that the Wizards never bring the lead down below double digits. You know, when you guys are talking about the importance of, of Van Vliet and how he's how much of a playmaker he is, uh, Pop Quiz, who led the team today in assists? Well, I have it here. So oh, you were looking right at it. Then forget it. Forget the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn you. I'm already looking at it. So it was, uh, well, Dre, if you wanted to uh, take a crack at it. I won't take a crack at it, but what I'll say is it sounds like the um, the uh, the best uh, resource for assists uh, sounds like Google because, uh, well done, Jason. <laughs> You've got everything right <laughs> there. You. So uh, yeah, please, uh, pray tell, uh, who was it? <laughs> it was uh, Toronto's very own. The lot of Panther was six assist tonight uh the thing i i i and that this i i'm so glad that we're bringing up delano because um remember when chris boucher was basically on the uh in the doghouse like he oh, had you a mean like of, just like a game ago or two games ago? Yes. like it feels like yes, it was just exactly. yesterday yeah so he was in the and and uh people asked him like the press asked uh nick nurse about chris boucher is like well he hasn't been playing well so i'm hoping that this would uh you know bring him the, the focus back into this game and i think that is has done wonders for him like he he chris boucher played very very well but i noticed um that he was playing alongside delano banton the most most of the time and i think you know that's like the the the, the uh like sub that's the that unit, usually right? comes in. yeah that's you know it's always banton it's almost chris boucher and those two that tandem right there all six i'm pretty sure all six assists from banton was i believe it was boucher i believe all of them were for boucher and, and one more quick shout out to banton um i believe there was a, a point where where banton had an alley-oop to barnes or, or vice versa um and and kelsey o'brien uh friend of the pod previous guest of the pod uh says that's the Airbnb, and I will Ooh, absolutely. I that. I'm Ooh. all over that. Please, well more of like Banton Boucher, Banton Barnes, Barnes Boucher. I don't care. More of this, more Airbnb, please. Yeah. I, I love the, yeah. I love that nickname. Uh, but okay, so well, what about back to Fred uh, and and Precious? Like they they clearly haven't had a chemistry like the Fred and you know Surge or uh, even Tana. Fred and Pascal, yeah, or even mm-hmm. yeah Fred and Pascal. But recently, I've seen a little bit of switch with the Fred and Precious, just kind of doing that pick it's and roll. There. Precious, Precious has to, I I think, um, set better screens. To be mm-hmm. honest, like yeah. Surge was one of the best scene screen setters I've ever seen for the Raptors. Not not in you know in general as a basketball, but but like he just knew how to pick and pop and knew how to set good screens. Yep. Precious, on the other hand, a little a little soft on the screens, and when he rolls, he just isn't. I don't know. He just doesn't have that chemistry with Fred. So the fact that there was a couple of oops from Fred to Precious, I I'm I'm waiting for like a good nickname for that one. I don't I mean, have one. I don't have one for you. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for Dre to come up with something precious related yeah. for the oh, defense. God. Well, no the only thing I can no think question. of is that they they both have the two most uh, wrongly pronounced last names on our roster. So I mean, there's something there, Ooh, like like a tube lead point. or something. I don't know. But then that sounds like a sneeze. So I don't know. I mean, like uh, I don't know. But uh, what we have here, um, I think. 
I think it would be, you know, we're going to see something very soon. The, the problem is I feel like it's, um, it's still stuff that Precious is learning. And I feel like maybe some of his decision-making is arbitrary. You know, when, like, you kind of feel the need to do something, so you, you feel like you've just got to keep doing it, but you're not really doing it for calculated reasons. So, like, mm-hmm. let's say yeah. mm-hmm. if you've got to shoot threes, you just keep lobbing up threes but you're not like really like setting yourself open or shooting them at the right time or like if you're like yeah a lot what boucher was doing to be honest well yeah exactly (laughs) exactly basically boucher this year so um yeah that that's all that it is but i feel like uh with more time with van vliet as i guess that that voice guiding everybody as the leader We'll see. I, I'm interested to have seen what this would have looked like with Lowry if he stuck around for another year. But I feel like as That's time needed. goes on, Van Fleet's going to find his footing even more as that voice because we're seeing, we're seeing what he's doing as like the primary voice of like you know being the playmaker, the guy setting up the floor, stretching, mm-hmm. stretching you know where everybody's placement is. I feel like I feel like it'll come. It'll come, but. Uh, that that to me is good news the fact that this is just kind of you know like wrong decision making but i feel like that it can be resolved that's all i'm gonna say it's it's not like it's mistakes or just a Mm -hmm. lack of talent or a lack of ability yeah and and you know hopefully fred and precious will be as common as bag milk for precious wow. Achua because he wow. <laughs> so since we don't have a better nickname that's what they are they're gonna be bagged milk <laughs> nothing's more canadian oh. than bag milk bag milk what's more canadian bag milk or a toonie Oof. well bag milk. milk because like i feel like if you, somebody goes to the states and they have like a toonie they could be like oh that's a canadian you know currency that that makes sense mm. if you go to the states with uh, bag milk they'll be like what is wrong with you you need what to be committed of, uh, yeah <laughs> however on the contrary toonies are available everywhere if i'm not mistaken not every province does bag milk am i correct Ooh. so you can that actually argue know. either or oh i don't know okay <laughs> um <laughs> we have the day the, the debate is not going to be settled until until february guys fred van vliet also a possibility mm. Ooh, that's tough I mean, you're looking at a very, very vibrant East, um, especially yeah, yeah. with that, that heat lineup. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. The Wizards are good enough that even if the if the Wizards were crap, Beal's going to show up. Um, you're looking at uh, LaMelo Ball is going to be one, yep. I feel like, at this mm-hmm. rate. Even if the Hawks wind up stinking completely, I feel like Trey Young has got a good case, especially after that playoff run. That's going to like leak into this year still. I think. Then you've got. I've Boston. always I've always hated that when they, they right. credit someone for a, a good playoff run the previous year. Like I, you're absolutely right. It's going to win in voters' mind. Yeah, but it's exactly. like look at how he's doing this. Year. Like, uh, anyways, I, I don't want to get off on a tangent here. <laughs> but like to keep going, we've got you know we've got um, the Nets. I mean alone if, if Kyrie was playing that would have been three spots but we're gonna get two even though I don't honestly know if James Harden has like earned it this year anyway um we have a lot of Eastern okay we haven't, we haven't even got into the Bulls yet we haven't even got into the Bulls yet so mm-hmm. when there's really deserving players like Sabonis who I feel like is not gonna get it or um yeah there's a lot of capable players that I feel like aren't gonna get it and then you have to narrow down his position 
who he's going to be up mm-hmm. against. I don't know so much. I mean, Kyrie not playing kind of helps, but that's all I'm going to say about that. I would love if he was uh, an all-star, but you never know with Canadians yeah. backing. I'm gonna that's say, true. I'm going to say for I'm I'm going to say he's going to make it. Um, I really? like the I like I think he's going to make the all-star team. Uh, okay, there's... like outside of him being as good as he is, why do you think he's going to make? Because like to Dre's point, there is a heck of a lot of people in the Eastern Conference alone, guard wise. So I wish they took out the complete like the it, it's a positionless basketball from now on, right? Why does it need to be guard, guard, forward, forward, center? Just go right. with the top players, right? right. Every, like, for, well, the for problem both with that would be especially in this day and age outside of Jokic and like a couple of other names, how many centers would there Embiid. actually be being honored? You know, like at Jokic, least there's like Jokic and Embiid. That's all you have. Well, that's what I'm saying. That right. that would, that would be terrible too. Cause at least this would be like the last shred of recognition from the public. So the, the reason why I pick Van Vliet. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll do two things here. One thing is we'll look at, I'll, I'll pick a stat here and, I, and the stat I've, I've selected is, is VORP value over replacement player. Mm. And Van Vliet currently ranks 22nd. But if we filter it out by East and we filter it out even more by guards in the East, he's sixth. So from a number mm. standpoint, he's, he's, he's on the cusp, right? And then if he were to make the Ulster team, it would definitely be one of those where um, he would be the last one. He would be like the wild card who makes it in. Um, the second part of that is is a lot of these voters, they, they will look at the record, right? And as I mentioned... The, the Raptors have a very home-heavy December. They've already got off to a good start here. This is now, after this Wizards game, that's three straight games where they've held their opponent under 100 points. Mm-hmm. And with OKC on the docket, the Knicks, and the Kings over their next three games, that could double to six games. And mm. what I'm trying I'm not trying to jinx the Raptors here, but they're starting to play well. And Chris Boucher just said in the post-game pref, uh, press conference that, that all they've been doing in practice is focusing on defense, right? And I think, Jason, you brought it up in the last pod that they the Raptors were ranked 30th in defense over the last uh, two weeks, over the last little while, right? And so that's been the focus, and we're starting to see the results now. And with the schedule kind of lightening up over this next month, the, the Raptors can really f- build themselves a win streak at a time when all-star voting gets started. And I, yeah, I, th- I think that there's a, a really solid chance that Van Vliet will 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 get in. That's, That's fair. I don't know, Jason. What do you think? Mm. Uh, as much as I want him to, I don't think he's going to make it. Um, so there, there's a couple of reasons why I think that mainly because there are a lot of guards in the in the East, but I also think that you know stars or players don't go into All Star team if they're twelfth in in the in the standings um so you may like again you're right if it goes into february and the and the raptors are in like a playoff uh position and because of fred van vliet most likely um then yeah there might be there might be a possibility but you're talking about like even just the naming off the top of my head you're talking james harden DeRozan, levine uh jimmy butler the jason tatum lamello ball Trey Young, I don't see Fred there. You know, like I see Fred as a as an all star, one hundred percent. Toronto sees Fred as an all star, but because of the loaded East, I just can't see the coaches choosing Fred over, let's say, even Kyle Lowry at this point. I I honestly I can't see it. 
you you also just listed three guys who aren't considered guards like Tatum, DeRozan. They're considered wings. So I mean, again, I'm I'm getting yeah. into the nitty gritty here, but it's I guess it's my way of trying to. Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to uh, put a square peg into a, a circular hole here, but you know if if it comes down to how the position is defined, you know, mm. the fact that someone like a DeRozan counts as a wing and not a guard and, and depending on, on who, on the voter, right? Like how does, how does Levine actually, no, Levine is definitely a guard, but like Tatum doesn't fall under that or Durant mm-hmm. doesn't fall under that. Right. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely going to be very tough for them to get in. But like I said, like, I think it's the fact that the Raptors schedule is going to get a bit better over the next little while. Yeah. And, uh, at some point very soon, we're going to see a full lineup. I mean, I'm knocking on wood, but, uh, you know, it, Cam and, and OG are getting close. You know, uh, they're both practicing now, I believe. And, yeah, that's that's only going to help as as the Raptors mm-hmm. try to, you know, make it through this very, very jumbled Eastern Conference. So, Jay, I know you already spoke about it. Uh, the next couple of games, only two games this week. Uh, one against the Thunder on Wednesday and one against the New York Knicks on Friday. Uh, Trey, I know you're happy about that one. And then the Kings are coming up on the next Monday. But, three you know, dubs. the Knicks. That's, that's what I'm saying. All right. There you go. Three <laughs> dubs, Jay. Dre's if three if dubs. we lose to any of those teams, you may never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose to all three, get the will ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's say that I was wrong about the last um, three games outside of the Wizards because we we chose between the Celtics, Grizzlies, and Bucks, and I thought we were going to win all three games, but we were kind of shellacked by the by the Celtics. We did not have a good game against the Grizzlies, but you know, you know, knock on wood, the fact that Giannis didn't play for the Bucks, you know, gave us a chance to win, and we did. So now that we beat the Wizards, I do think the I do think that we're going to face uh, win against Thunder's. I'm scared. Okay, I'm not saying that we're going to lose against the Knicks. I'm scared against the Knicks and the Kings, the King, the Kings are Kings. So like, can I, can I also just say a 73 point loss? Oh, guys. can I, Oh, here's my stat. <laughs> what? Okay. You guys, okay. If you're, you're going to be listening to this, like very likely after Sunday night. So Monday, you're going to see it. I I wrote this stat in my, my wrap up when I'm previewing the OKC Thunder, you know what the worst quarter that the Raptors have had this season, all season by point differential, the worst Jay? quarter. Yes. Jay. Yeah. Let's take a break. Wow. Let's yeah. let's let's do that. Suspense. Let's do the suspense. Yeah. <laughs> let's do that. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh we'll talk more NBA news. It's just like the it's just like the soap operas, man. Guess what it is? We'll tell you after the break. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, Jay, Dre, is it just me or do you find it hard finding pickup games and leagues to play around your area? Oh, yeah, it's been brutal. It's been it's been yeah. terrible, to be honest. Can't find Same. anyone. Well, I found an easy way to play sports again, man. 
Javelin is a mobile app made by a Toronto-based company whose goal is to make it easier to play sports again. If you have a team or a group of players who you play with on the regular, you can use Javelin to message your teammates, coordinate events, and even track who's in and who's out. Also, if you're just looking to join a pickup game in your area, you can introduce yourself in one of their public pickup groups to connect with players near you. Oh, that could be really helpful because I'm vaccinated now. So I'm like, I'm just trying to find other people who are vaccinated. So I'm hoping that this could help me out. Raptor fans, NBA fans, basketball fans, sports fans. Javelin has made it their goal to help people return to sports after the pandemic. So as part of this promotion, they're offering everything in their app free for everyone who signs up. So check out javelinsportsinc.com. That's J-A-V-E-L-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S-Inc.com to join a pickup game and sports league in your area now. Right on, right on. We're going to have to check that out. And I don't have anything clever to say because Dre was supposed to say something clever. Where are you, Dre? Dre? Hello? Dre, I believe he is getting pulled in eight different directions, as always, because that guy is a busy, busy man. So the fact that we had him for half an hour, I'm very happy about that. But Dre is not going to be here for the rest of the episode, and that's okay. Uh, Do your thing, Dre. But Jay, I know that we last we left off almost like as I left the suspense. You know, it was a really good cliffhanger. So much that Dre just fell off. Like he couldn't. It was a it was a Spider Man No Way Home trailer. Wow, wow, that's that's what it was. (laughs) You're gonna you're gonna drop movie stuff when Dre leaves the pod. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, Marvel Marvel isn't isn't in dre's like dre that's has true. better things to do that's true. that is true movies man come yeah. on if i drop like a like a shawshank redemption uh no we start talking about belfast oh forget it it's there you go this is his pod we should we should just do a a that's a rap slash films hotel episode you know Ooh, a crossover that's what i'm thinking crossover how, how to do it i'm not sure but we'll think about it uh 73 points jay that's 73 a, that's a lot, points man. That's, that's as lot. much as teams would actually uh, score in a game. That's yeah. a, that's that's the most in the fr- in NBA history, right? In seventy five years, it is. And in you know the, the stat that I was I was going to drop, right? Like it's the the worst quarter the Raptors have had this season by point differential was against the Brooklyn Nets, uh, roughly about a month ago, November seventh, when they came to town and they they walloped the the Raptors in the third quarter, thirty five to seventeen. That was an eighteen point difference. The Grizzlies beat the Thunder by an average of 18.25 points per quarter (laughs) in their 73 point shellacking. That is so the shellac. That was the the gif of uh, the Simpsons where it's like, stop it. He's dead already. already Yeah, it's. Did you count this? I had this conversation with a buddy of mine and we both had the same answer. Did you watch any of the highlights? I no, I felt bad. Yeah, yeah, say exactly <laughs> the same. Well, I did not yeah. watch a single highlight for that exact same reason. Right. Like, I don't want to watch. A, I, I don't, don't. want to watch a murder. Like, I, I, exactly. I'm not. I'm not down exactly. for that. I don't want to watch a team just go to the you know depression pretty much during the game. Like, you know, I don't want to see that Ralph Wiggins. Like, you can see exactly when his heart breaks. You know, yeah. 
yeah. I don't want that. But and also the fact that I like OKC. Not well, I mean, maybe like I like the story of OKC because they came from Seattle, and I know the Seattle fans are still kind of bitter about it. But like OKC is such a college vibe to it, and I like their fan base. I like I like it, and obviously I love uh, Shea and Dort and everything like that. And the fact that they basically have the next seven years of draft picks, like it's a crazy story. But to lose by 73 points, that is, I'm sorry, that is embarrassing. Yeah, we talk about like plus minus a lot. Lou Dort was a minus 53 in that game. Like, how do you, how how are you outscored by 53 points when you're on the court? Like that is, and he wasn't even the worst on the team, but like, that's just, you mentioned Dort and I'm like, what is this? What is this? What is this game? Like this, my uh, goodness. You need to be relegated to the G League for that one, and, and be replaced by. And, I don't know, and the Grizzlies were at with. I'm sure they were without John Morant at the time, right? They were without Ja. There was no like, Ja. Who was their top scorer? Uh, Twenty. Oh my gosh, twenty-seven. Triple J. Jackson. Uh, I, I don't even know how to pronounce Sante Aldame. I don't even. I don't even know who these players are. To be honest. Yeah. From but, from the Grizzlies, I'm I'm sorry, Grizzlies fans, but like the fact that you guys got 152 points. Oh, that is some. That is some. Like, and this is at least at the very least, this is a. No, this is even worse for the Thunder. This is not even a home game. Like, there's, you are out in the middle of nowhere. You're just fed to the wolves in this one, (laughs) or the Grizzlies in in this case. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Oh shoot! My goodness. Okay, here's an here's a question, Jay. Seven and three points. Is this will will this ever be surpassed? As long as in, Sam Presti, in our lifetime, as long in as Sam lifetime. Presti is running the Thunder, <laughs> this may not even be their worst in franchise history. Oh no! I'm saying good. that. I'm gonna go Ooh. that way. Okay, so speaking of Sam Presti, uh, who I think a lot of Thunder fans are want him to go. Let's talk about the Blazers for a second. So oh, yeah. I know that in the beginning of the year, we were talking about the whole like Chauncey Billups uh, hiring and that like that really, really awkward, um, I don't know, press conference uh, with with uh, Chris McGowan. Is that his name? Um, oh, was it? I can't remember who it was with, but I know who you're talking about. And, and, the, yeah. and the listeners know as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry. I apologize. Neil, Neil O'Shea. Neil, Neil O'Shea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil oh, O'Shea. Sorry, okay. I, I misheard you. Yes, absolutely. Neil O'Shea. Who, yeah, so yeah. that I, I don't know if you get you Raptors fans, you remember this, but like when when reporters were asking Chauncey Billups about the whole accusations with with his history uh, with the sexual abuse the trial and everything like that, basically Neil O'Shea kind of like gave him gave the reporter a not uh, I don't know a look you'd say Jay like like w- while he was swigging some water. And that was a clear indication to like tell the moderator to be like next question, yeah, hundred percent. And that was the most like I don't know anything about Newell O'Shea. I don't know much about the uh, the Blazers, but this is I, I, if you're trying to keep your star player happy with with his hometown with his team, this is not it. Right. Like this is the, the, all of this is not, I, I don't know. Like the, the, I just feel like, um, I just, I just feel like Damian Lillard isn't happy where he is right now. Yeah. It's, it really is quite unfortunate because, you know, he, he's been very, he's been very vocal 
throughout the offseason, despite trade rumors flying and whatever, he's been very adamant. You know, my heart is in Portland. I will be yep. here through thick and thin. But man, is it thick right now. It's uh, thick. Yeah. And, and that instance you were talking about with the, the, the drinking of the water and the look, that's, I mean, I shouldn't make this joke, but like, if we were playing poker, like he'd be smiling if he had like a hand. Like that yeah. is the the most telling of tells, you know. Like yeah, I, I kind of want to play poker with him now because this is because you can just like thieve him some he'll, money. You will give away everything. He'll give away everything. Yeah. So this the and I also not only for Dame. Like I feel bad for Dame because like I he the first he's gone to the conference finals where he got like shellacked by the Golden State Warriors. I'd, I, I he he deserves to he deserves he he's kind of like. I equate him to the Kyle Lowry of of the Blazers, right? Like he's been there for the long for forever since mm-hmm. he's been drafted, and he's obviously made a home for him. And now I'm not saying that he does like doesn't deserve a ring in Portland. I just don't see it happening in Portland, especially with any of the moves that they've they've done in yeah, Portland. Yeah, they got like worse. The, and I feel bad for those players too, especially like someone like CJ McCollum, because with his as a second hand man it's like he's always in trade room cj is always in trade room so you never want to hear that and then now they got like i know they have norman there so we're all kind of like semi portland trailblazers yeah. like it, it it sucks it sucks for portland man yeah i don't i don't I, I feel bad for for portland fans really and you know what there's i don't know what the situation is out in the northwest but i i do you think that the fans that lost a team in Seattle, do you think they migrated over and it's like, okay, well, Portland's the next closest. We'll cheer for them. Or do you mm. think, uh, you know, I should ask my cousin. She lives out there. I should find out because ah. that's unfortunate. Cause like, it's like the, those, the Seattle fans that, that jump shipped over to Portland are now like, okay, what's going on here? Like, this is, yeah. this is also going down the drain really quickly. I know this is going to be a, another topic next episode or another episode on the line but i feel like if there is ever going to be another basketball team if i were to if i'm not a betting man but if i were to bet it would not be in seattle it would not be in Vancouver. really it won't be in but you know what's going to be las vegas oh right right. have the money i would yeah put vegas above there yeah 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 they have they have the new stadium they have obviously weather and showmanship so i just feel like if anything it's going to be in in vegas so if ever there's going to be a team to move or if they're going to add another team it's going to be in vegas yeah you know we already see it in hockey we've seen it in in football already i mean it's Mm. it's bound to happen it's just a matter of to your point is it are they going to be the next basketball franchise or will it be seattle i would put them i kind of a 1a 1b and and a a third team being somewhere in canada whether it's vancouver or montreal or something to that effect but Oof, um that'd that's be, a, that'd that's be a bit incredible. of the, the the homer in me but get, yeah. get a team back in <laughs> vancouver yeah um another thing i want to talk to you guys about well not not without dre but i mean i, I did want to ask all you guys um uh, what do you think about the downfall or i guess the 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 uh, the team play with the Lakers most importantly about like the whole talk about LeBron not being LeBron anymore like the the steady decline of LeBron James do you think that there's a lot of there has been a lot of media around Bronny with with uh, with intent 
like he deserves it for sure. But I feel like LeBron is probably in this mindset of listen, I've done my time with the NBA. I have been the best in there's nothing for him to prove anymore. He wants to be there for his son. Do you think that he it's the possibility of him retiring after his contract? I don't think so. You don't think so? Do you think that LeBron's going to play with his son? How many more years till the son is out? Like what? Three more years, maybe? I think I no. I think it's even less. I'm pretty sure he's like 17. Yeah, then it, it's gonna happen, right? Like no. I mean, he's what is it? He's seven. 17. He's but but LeBron is seventh in the NBA in points per game. So if this is the decline. <laughs> that's a good point you know what i mean like he is yeah. he's on a different stratosphere and yet in his quote-unquote and i agree with you right there there is i mean he's 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 sitting out games now like this is this is a man who we all envisioned as kind of like an iron man right like he just it doesn't yeah. matter what happens to him he will come back he won't actually get injured but we've seen injuries now over the past couple of seasons and now his quote-unquote decline season <laughs> 25.6 points 5.7 rebounds almost seven assists like and almost two steals yeah. like it's it's incre- it's crazy that this is his decline but at the same time it's um because this is considered his decline he's he's sticking around for a while right and oh he yeah i don't know man <laughs> he agreed to a two-year contract remember his last contract was two-year contract with the lakers 85 million dollars uh which i don't remember when that kicks in but I uh, okay. I I always talk to Christine about this because I I just feel like as you know I'm not a I'm not a father. You are. Um. I just feel like you would want to be there for those moments with your kid, mm-hmm. and wherever Bronny goes, whether it be Sacramento, Minnesota, who's always around the top, you know. A to- top of the draft that it could be Cleveland for all I you know what I mean um mm-hmm. I just feel like LeBron will be there in some way in some form either as assistant or even in the management you know in a head office when it comes to that team I just feel like that's in the stars that's in the making for LeBron James and Bronny James so it's it's one thing if he's still in the league while his son is in the league but are you also entertaining the fact that they could be on the same team yes uh, not that, as not as teammates, not as teammates. I feel like as if LeBron is going to be either an assistant or something in the management. Uh, but I do believe that they will be on the same team together. See, that I think is is possible if he's no longer playing, right? I think what you're suggesting of is course. maybe he's, he's in some sort of management position. What I'm saying is that his decline suggests that he's nowhere near finishing. And I know you're suggesting here two years left on his contract this year and next year. And then after that, he is, you know, he could retire or he could. And that's when, agent, right? And that's when Bronny's going to be drafted first overall. So it's just like he, I, there's no way that that this hasn't been into consideration with LeBron James and his agency. Like Rich Paul didn't be like, "Do you want to stay playing for another five years? Because you're going to get a 300 million contract like you do with the with like soccer players." But he gave a two million dollar deal because one, uh, you know, his NBA contracts do are 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 dwarf by in comparison with this like nike contracts so it doesn't really matter but mm-hmm. i i just feel like if this is if this is a possibility for him to be close with his family and close with the son and watch him you know 
become the next Bronny James, which is a lot of pressure. I think that I I do I honestly think that that's what's gonna happen. I I could be crazy. Maybe this is just like the soap opera in me, but yeah. I feel like that could happen. You know what? You you make some very valid points. And at the beginning of this discussion of this topic, I was like, no, they're they're both going to be players in the NBA at the same time. But the more I thought about it, there's no like there's a really small chance that they would actually be on the same team as playing teammates because. If he's still a so so let's go the other route, right? Let's say after his contract is up, he actually resigns for, you know, even if it's a one year deal to stay with the Lakers, then you're also asking the Lakers to draft him, right? Um mm-hmm. that and that means they have to be in a specific spot in the draft, or mm-hmm. that means making a trade with whoever it is that drafts mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And there is zero the, the the team that he is on, whether it's the Lakers or whoever, has zero leverage. Because they all know, hey, okay, so you guys want to get Bronny? Okay, we'll give up Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I'm just throwing out names here. But you know what I mean? Like they have zero leverage, right? Because they know that LeBron wants to play with his son. So backtracking a bit here, that doesn't seem visible for whichever team has LeBron in two years. So more of what you're saying seems to to line up there, right? Where they'd be in the same league and... Uh, be in the same team with with LeBron in some sort of management uh, position. I think it's probably ideal for for Bronny to be drafted by the Lakers, but I mean, I, I don't. I'm not a draft person. Um, Raptors fans, that's rap fans. If you know what's going on for the next couple of drafts, I know. A, I know a, a name, as in like Chet, and that's pretty <laughs> much it when it comes to next year's draft. But I. I have zero doubt that Bronny is going to be drafted outside of number one. Oh, how, I, about this, I how about this? How about this? Whoever drafts him, LeBron doesn't sign yet. He just waits. And then he makes his way over either as a player or as some sort of manager on mm. the team that drafts him. So two years from now... Bronny, or even a year from now, Bronny gets, let's say, injured. Knock on wood. You don't want anyone to get injured. But he falls down the draft boards. Mm -hmm. And two years from now, when the Raptors are the defending champions, you know, they're drafting, (laughs) you know, let's say 27th, pick up Bronny. LeBron says, you know what? I'll I'll take a a veteran minimum to play with my son. Hey, Toronto, what's up? Hmm. Okay, this rabbit hole is, I've gone way too yeah, far. Yeah, this, this is rabbit hole. <laughs> exactly. This is where we've we lost start. all the listeners. I'm sorry, guys. This is, where, this is, this is what happens when Dre's not around to to corral me in. I know exactly. He usually like beats up beats us up during the break. Be like, guys, we're taking advantage, Dre. We're taking advantage off. of you not being here. Yeah, we are. It's true. Um. <laughs> so okay, there's one more thing on the docket I need to ask you about. Um, the New Orleans. No, sorry. The actually that is another thing. New Orleans apparently per Shams, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans star player Brandon Ingram is asking for a trade. Is and that so? Yeah, I don't know if this is true. It could be just rumors, but I remember in the beginning of the year because you know open gym is one of the best things that's ever happened to like sports media. I I'm like not even bias aside, like. The open gym, the Toronto Raptors open gym is super, super fantastic and award winning. And I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding about that. And I feel like a lot of teams are doing, trying to, 
uh, imitate that. And I remember seeing New Orleans doing it too. So it, it was just like, this is so strange because like, there's nothing in, in the New Orleans team that makes me excited except for Brendan Ingram. And if Brendan Ingram wants to wow. leave New Orleans. Zion Williamson catching some strays. It, well, Zion Williamson isn't really helping himself either. Like I, I get it. Like the whole, like his body issue. I hate that. I completely hate that. So I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not even going to bring that up into consideration because that should be squashed. Zion Williams just has to come back from injury and that's all it is. But ben, Brendan Ingram, he became an all-star. Like he left, he did the whole, um, uh, I guess Zach Randall, Z- Z- not not Zach Randall. Um, what's that star player on on New York? What's oh, his name uh, again? Julius Randall. Julius Julius Randall. Like as soon as they left New uh, L.A., uh, they thrived, and I think that the same thing happened with Brendan Ingram. So. The fact that he wants to leave New Orleans, I mean, there's zero of me that wants to watch that team anymore. Brandon Ingram is the Kevin Durant as the Trace McGrady kind of sleepy look that they're very lengthy. (laughs) He's so much fun to watch. And if he wants to leave, leave the Pelicans, that sucks, man, for the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's... That the that franchise is another one of those that's headed yes. in the wrong direction really mm-hmm. quickly, and it's it's unfortunate because when the I remember watching the draft lottery reaction when the Pelicans won that lottery. I remember there was a camera, like ESPN had a camera in their war room, and it was like it was exactly how it was when 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 Cleveland won the LeBron draft lottery. It was just absolute bedlam, and. Mm-hmm. Zion was immediately the name that was brought up and it's like hey, this guy's going to be the savior and it's been almost nothing of that sort right I mean obviously yeah. he's he's had a, a, a memorable first game as, as an NBA player but it's been injury after injury and then there's all these offseason talk about his family not liking the way management is handling him and then you get you throw in this Ingram stuff it's just it's it's tough to be a Pelicans fan right now because yeah. there's your the two biggest names from your team are not are not in a good spot and uh it's tough to see either of them wearing that uniform when when Bronny rolls into town uh, as the number one draft pick in two years so i don't know man yeah yeah no that's 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 fair again that's just breaking news i don't like it's just it could just be rumors because he's playing right now uh against the rockets so we'll see what that happens with the with the new orleans pelicans and finally jay the the hornets the hornets who have like four different players in health and safety protocol um what's going on man like wh- why can't I, I thought that like I don't know. It's it's hard to talk about because like clearly the pandemic is still not over yet, and I know that Jay, Dre, and I spoke about this before when it was news where uh, teams who come into Canada cannot play if they're not vaccinated come January fifteenth. So this is this is kind of crazy. Um, I'm still hoping that like news comes about where because Christine and I are actually going to Vancouver in the new year. And I hope that it doesn't lock down again. <laughs> it's not looking good, man. So, Jay, do you have any thoughts about it when it comes to one, the Hornets, and also like the the pretty pretty crazy news going around uh, this time this time of year? I will say one thing. Um, just I'm, I'm basing this completely off of a conversation I had with my friend who, who 
took a flight recently. He was saying that the um, and I'm I'm going way off topic here, so just bear with me for a second. But um, the he was checking into his 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 flight, and the check in portion is just a screen. It's like, are you vaccinated? Yes or no? And like, so it's all up to you're trusting the person to tell you that they're vaccinated. They don't ask you for your vaccine passport when mm. you're getting on. So in other words, that terminal is just a shit show. Like you you're if you're anxious about being around people who are possibly not vaccinated or whatever, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to ease your nerves. On the flip side, the plane apparently is actually the safest spot because every single plane, doesn't matter what airline you are in, they all have HEPA filters. So the that means that it's well ventilated, meaning that you are, um, you know, unless the person, a row in front of you or the row behind you is has got it and is coughing in your face kind of thing. Other mm. than that, that row in front of you and behind you, you're pretty safe on the plane. So the flying portion, I mean, if there's a way to teleport from your car to the plane, then I would have no issues with flying. But anyways, okay. I, I total sidetrack here. I apologize. No, let's no, get no, back no. to you. I, I appreciate it. Let's get back to what we're talking about here with the hornets. And it's unfortunate, you know, and I, I it pains me that we are still talking about this a year, almost two years into the almost pandemic, two years. right? Like we, we were, we were talking about this specifically about the Raptors where, you know, there, the Tampa Raptors just kept missing people. And then there was that stretch where, you know, half the team was missing and there was a possibility they'd have to postpone games. And it was just nuts. And I thought that, that's not going to happen this year because we are last numbers were what 97% of players and and coaches and management were were vaccinated 97% and yet a team like the hornets it's not even just there's one or two it's four guys and i think three of them are starters like it's lamelo yeah, ball and terry rozier yeah. like it's it is really quite unfortunate that that this is happening and i guess the other part of it is that that it's it's not a one-time thing, right? You're hearing, you know, LeBron situation where he was out, then back in again, and and that being its own mess on its own, and it's just going around. And I think that there just needs to be. I I know that the NBA has talked about trying to um, mandate vaccinations in every arena, but you can't. If there are different rules in different states, then you, there's nothing you can really do about it, right? And right. While that's unfortunate, I mean it's it it's it is the way it is. Now my hope is that when you hear names like this, um, if you're a fan of that team, let's say if you're a, a resident of Charlotte and you are not vaccinated and you are an avid basketball fan, and you hear, "Oh crap, my team is about to go on a five-game losing streak because we're missing Lamella Ball and Terry Rozier." If that's what gets you to be vaccinated, then fine. By all means. By all means. By all means. Um, mm. You know, and it's. It's unfortunate it has to resort to that, but hey, I, all I want and all you want and all we all want here is for us to be able to get through this pandemic. And you know, yeah. it, it's a topic we haven't stopped talking about for almost two years now. But I mean, these situations with like the Hornets missing four players, it's it's your eye opener, right? That this this isn't going anywhere, right? And this Omicron um, variant is is only going to get worse before it gets better. And um, yeah. You know, that's that's my my daily reminder to all of you. Get vax, man. Frank, man, my, my, my two children just got vaccinated. They are eleven well and eight years old. 
uh, my children yeah. should not be vaccinated before you. I'm sorry. Like, yes, <laughs> please, yeah. please get on this. Yeah. Absolutely. Jay, I, I thank you for that. And I thank you for, for, for your thoughts as well when it comes to this, because I know it's been, it's been more than two years or almost two years where we keep on talking about it. I, I wish, I wish we don't have to talk about it, you know, but I just want people to know that like we are definitely on the side of please, please get vaccinated. Uh, not honestly, not for you. For the people around you, um, but before we go, Jay, uh, there's one thing I want to talk about, and and it's it's a it's a lighter note. So, um, Josh Lewinberg asked, you know, what asked Siakam what he owes this big game to tonight, and Siakam's response was, "In quote, my brother has a kid, my niece, and usually I don't like to carry newborns; they're just too fragile. She's two months old, and I've been putting off picking her up. Yesterday, I picked her up." And she peed and on she me. peed. I don't know. Maybe it was that. Sometimes, Maybe it was that. sometimes that's just the thing, right? I mean, I, you hear about superstitions where, like, uh, was it if you're in your wedding dress and a bird poops on you, you are going to have a life filled of wealth and fortune and all that. I've heard that. Yeah, bird yeah. pooping on you apparently is good. So I guess you know, niece peeing on you is a sign that, hey man, you're about to pop off on the wizards. There it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, let's. I'm glad we got to end off on a good note. Um, Jay, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. I am currently, as I mentioned earlier, finishing up the wrap up, uh, which is a look at the games of the week. Again, we. I've kind of given you a preview of what I'm going to say. You know, Wizards, mm-hmm. Knicks, those are wins. So, but don't stop yeah. that. Don't make that stop you from reading my article. I've got some good juicy notes in there for you, uh, especially some love for for the Canadians who we will be facing and coming back home soon. Um, and yeah, let's I think that's it. By seventy-five. Let's do it. Let's win it by seventy-five. Let's do this. And I, you know what? I'm. I just found out I'm going to be in the building. So, uh, if if I'm sitting there cheering like a fan, uh, you know, you got to stop me because uh, I got to be media professional for this one. But yeah. Like, yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, and I know you can find Dre at Andreas Babs on Twitter. You can find his film review site, Films Fatale, at F I L M S F A T A L E dot com. He also has his own podcast called The K Cut, where they are reviewing and critiquing movies there as well. Gotta listen to that. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, I think that's it for, for the two of us. Jason, over to you. Uh, well, you can find all of us on uh, That's a Wrap Pod. And again, we're just trying to stay safe uh, for this Christmas holiday. So for, for you and I and, and for your family, my family, and everybody's family, stay safe out there. Get vaccinated. Until then, that's a wrap. 73. 73. <laughs> I cannot get over that. 73.